Welcome to Financial Planning Explained. I'm your host, Mike Menninger, Certified Financial Planner, owner and founder of Menninger & Associates Financial Planning. I also have one of my associates with me, also a Certified Financial Planner, uh, Kyle Ryan. Kyle, thanks for joining me. Yep. Um, I also have another guest on my show today, um, friend of mine, uh, client of mine. I've known Mike for, what, 15 years now, I guess, 16, something like that, somewhere around <laughs> Long there. Long time now. Um, yeah, so I've known Mike for a bunch of years, and um, what we're going to talk about today is he owns uh, two franchise uh, restaurants, uh, Mexican restaurants, Poncheros, and he is in the process of building a third one, which will actually be a topic of the show because the timing of it is rather interesting, and it happens to only be about a half a mile from the studio here, and since he was in town and worked out a date that we were doing it, here we are. So Mike, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Tell me a little bit about the beginning of it. You, you bought your first restaurant when? So in the, um, it, it really started in the fall of 2008. Um, Good timing. Right, right. I mean, <laughs> I, I had the idea, I was working in finance. I, yeah. think, I think the finance office I was in even shared an office right. with, with the finance office you were in. Right. And, um, you know, I had done well in, in financial services right. leading up until the 2008 crash. Um, and then during the crash, it just, you know, not a lot of business was happening. There was a lot of stagnation sure. in, in all the marketplaces. Everything froze. And I had had an idea ever since I went to the University of Tennessee where they, um, they put a burrito a burrito place on campus, right? And we started eating there every day. I mm -hmm. ran track there and all the guys on the track team, we'd get done practice and we'd go there. You know, I, I mean, we almost ate there, like I said, every day. So I had, I had an idea from, from probably around the early 2000s that if I could bring really good quality burritos back to where I grew up in Southern New Jersey, it would be amazing. It would kill it. Was and, there anything there, even a Taco Bell or? Yeah, so growing up, there was a Taco Bell on the way home from Long Beach Island that we would stop at every time we'd go surfing. It was like a tradition. And then there was a Taco Bell like over in Berlin. So I lived in Medford, so we'd have yeah, to yeah. drive 10 miles to, um, to Berlin. Um, but yeah, not a lot of options, you know? Yeah. I mean, there was, uh, what was the place in Marlton, like the Mexican food factory? Uh, that, there was a place okay. called, called the Mexican food yeah, factory, right, right, right. you know? Um, but really, it just, I couldn't shake that idea of bringing like a real good, fast, casual burrito. Right. Kind of like I, I traveled pretty extensively surfing through California and stuff. And that kind of California, you get done surfing, you go into a little shop, you get a burrito this big, and it just, and you're good for the day, you know? Um, and so when I'm sitting there at my financial service office, you know, up there in the atrium building in Mount Laurel, I'm just, not doing any work because there wasn't any work to be to be done, and I'm just saying, I I got to do it. You know, I, I got I, this is the chance. You know, and only because I'd saved up a bunch of money during my early right. my early time in finance, and um, we you know I just decided to this was going to be it. So why the, Poncheros? So in the fall of 2008, I had contacted the Mose Corporation, Mose Southwest Grill. Okay. And we had begun the process of having me buy all of South Jersey's territory. Because Moe's is what we had on the University of Tennessee campus. Um, 
my girlfriend at the time, my now wife, who's in the studio, um, she came back from, from medical school and visited me for a little bit, and I took her to a Moe's. I'm all excited. And I took her to a Moe's. I'm like, this is it. This is what I'm going to put all my money into. And she goes, this is terrible. You know, what are you thinking? Like, didn't like the food? Didn't like the food, yeah. And she's from California. Well, did she not go to the one at University of Tennessee? Didn't she go to Tennessee? She, she went to um, a Cal, uh, she ran track out in California at, Fre okay. at Fresno State. So we, okay. didn't go, we didn't meet in college. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, but she just said, Dad, this is no good. And so <laughs> on the way home, we stopped by a Poncheros, and it was the first ever Poncheros. On the way home where? We were coming from... In New Jersey? In New Jersey. Okay. We, we were at a Moe's up in Hamilton. Okay. We, we were coming back to where we lived in, in Lumberton. Yeah, yeah. And we stopped at a, a Poncheros that had just opened. It was the first one in the whole Northeast. And we went in there, and she was just like, now, now this is something I can get behind. They make their tortillas fresh. They mix all the ingredients in their burrito. The, the inside is warm and friendly and, you know, not harsh, abrasive, like metallic, you know. Um, and so it, that was the day. I, I mean, that was on a weekend. And Monday morning, I'm calling Franchise Corporation in Iowa. And I was on a plane at the end of October out there. And, Interesting. And I wore, like, a suit. And if the people from Ponchero's Corporate are watching this, they probably joke because I show up like a New York City slicker. I mean, I was in a Calvin Klein suit, tie, and trench coat, everything. And I was just going out there to do an introduction. But um, I think I even had spreadsheets with me about, like, some <laughs> demographics. And I was 27 at the time. I know. That's young. That's, 20, that's... I think I was 26 that fall or 27. And... Um, I guess I did a good job because they let me. Twenty-seven. Yeah, I let. I was twenty-seven, so they let me. They let me do it, you know. So um, what does it take to open a franchise besides guts? So it, it takes a, a pretty substantial buy-in. You have to buy the territory, the area, for New Jersey, um, and then it, it costs. You know, if we're using just round numbers, it costs about a half a million dollars to, really? to actually build a restaurant. Well, that's how much it costs, but you don't have to come up with that in cash. You can... Right. Yep. You can get a loan through the SBA. And okay. So right around, you know, that's in October. My partner, um, who kind of wasn't involved at that point, I, I had just been like, this is what I'm going to do, you know? And then I had a partner who um, was a friend of mine, and we spent a lot of time at his apartment in... Philadelphia and you know we kind of he, he was very to me he always seemed very professional um, and he had a party in December and I just said hey man do you want to partner with me um, I'm going down this road and I'm, I'm going to do it but um, I, I think it'd be wise if I brought on a partner right you know somebody like two heads are better than two, one I'm exactly. a firm believer Two heads are better than one, and, and, and my partner, Jim, is an Air Force Academy grad. Yeah, uh, He's very good with spreadsheets and yep. keeping things in order. Yep, yep. Things that I'm just not the best at, right? Um, and here we are 12 years later. Um, we have two of the most successful Poncheros in the country, in the franchise world, and we're... What in, store was that that you first... So we, opened. we first opened in Voorhees. Voorhees, yeah, okay. Which was not our plan. Um, our plan was to open where the, the Marlton store currently is. Right. And I bought the area for that. But it just so happened the landlord ha wasn't ready. Wasn't ready for it to be leased yet. 
it was still kind of a rough shell. And we were ready to go, you know. I mean, <laughs> knowing, knowing what I know now, we weren't ready to go. Right. But we thought we were ready to go. <laughs> so we just rushed through construction. Um, the, thank God we did a franchise because they gave us a little bit of uh, instruction on how to, how to do all this. And we, you know, we rushed through construction, had all kinds of delays like there always is. And we opened in the fall of 2009, right when the rest of the world was really coming to grasp. Just coming out of that big recession. Right. And right. They're, they're coming to grasp with the fact that, like, wow, like, home prices are low. You know, looking back on it now, you're like, what were we thinking? 2009, and you guys are starting a brand new business. And, um, it, you know, it's, it's had its benefits. At, at first, you know, we did not do well. Uh, we underestimated there was not a burrito eating population in <laughs> South Jersey. So what, what did you do wrong? I mean, it's, it, Voorhees is successful now, right? right? Yeah. So what, when you say I would have done it differently or he did it wrong, or what did you do wrong or what would you do differently yeah. today? So there's nothing we, we could have done differently. Um, we stuck with it. I think maybe some other people that maybe are multi-unit franchisees would have, would have just walked away. Um, but this was our this was our horse. This was it. Right. You know, we put it all on. We put it all on this location, and um, it. You know, we we made every mistake in the book you can make. We were giving away food for um, fundraisers and after-school specials and everything um, that ultimately paid off. But it was not advisable. We did things that were not advisable by the franchise corporation at first, like an after-school special, giving burritos away for $3 from 2 to 4 every day. Um, well, but, you know, but you got people in the store. Why, I mean, so you're giving them, what would you say, 2 for $4 or 3 or 4 I'm sorry, what was that? We, we did half price, like $3, okay. $3 burritos. Okay, it's half price. Yeah. But were you losing money at $3 or you just, you were, it yeah. was cost? Yeah, we were losing money. Literally. Yeah, okay. we were losing money. And all that... You know, it was a learning experience, a hard learning experience. And uh, we stuck with it, and we stuck through the downtime. And, and right at the two-year mark, it, it was like a light switched on. And all of the stuff that we did, like with the after-school special, it all started paying off. And until the, to this day, you know, now we've been open 12 years, we have people in their 30s coming back that were juniors or seniors in high school when we first opened. And, and it was like a mad rush. You'd get done... You know, the bell would ring over at Eastern High School, and we'd have 200 kids in our store, <laughs> you know, and it was like the max at Saved by the Bell. So yeah. why are you saying, you know, this is part of the woes of business. In the early years, you're trying to establish the foundation of building your client base or, or you did that. Right. So why do you think, what would you have done differently? I mean, you, you were successful right. because of that. Right. Yeah, so... You know, I would say you're right. We we probably we probably jumped our success a few months ahead of time, but ultimately, if we didn't do all the discounts and after-school specials, we we would have been successful. You know, the the people in South Jersey at the time, the but right. you may be are more successful today right. because you did those yep. because you brought people in mm -hmm. that may not have otherwise exactly. come in. Exactly. So, like I said, we made we made mistakes, but they ended up 
not really being mistakes. I mean, we have the hindsight of looking back now as two very successful. Yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty, yeah, right? Right. And so, I mean, we're you know today, as I mentioned before the show, like we're in the middle of building a restaurant in Cherry Hill. Yeah. And um, it will be the most expensive restaurant in the Poncheros franchise ever built. Really? Uh, yeah. And we, you know, have to. I mean, come on, we're building in the middle of pandemic. Everybody's hearing about labor yeah. and and um, labor and materials and so every day we're, we're having to really make tough decisions on you know proceeding timing right you know building this thing now waiting and waiting to op opening this fall or waiting to open next spring you know and so th those are the decisions that you know the bosses have to make and you have sure. to and you have to live with and right. so you know as of even this today this morning you know we're making life-changing business decisions and you know we're hoping you know years from now we're sitting back and saying wow we opened a restaurant in the middle of a pandemic oh, right <laughs> you know look how look how smart that was well because you know, you know, right now right now it doesn't feel that smart so. <laughs> this is great i'd like to pick up on that as well as the second store so you're talking sure. about the third store uh we'll pick up with that we're got a break coming up okay. um stay tuned and we'll be back with mike in a few moments Have you saved enough for retirement? Are you financially prepared for an emergency or unexpected event? Have you thought about your financial future? Hi, I'm Mike Menninger, founder of Menninger & Associates Financial Planning. For over 20 years, we have been answering our clients' questions just like these as we develop unique and comprehensive financial plans tailored to meet their needs. When addressing your financial plan, we incorporate your entire financial picture, including taxes, estate planning, as well as investment planning and retirement planning. So call us today for a complimentary no obligation consultation. A unique approach to financial planning. Welcome back to Financial Planning Explained. I'm Mike Menninger, your host, and we're here still with Mike Yurko, uh, owner of three franchises of Poncheros here in South Jersey. Um, we talked about the woes that you went through with your first one. You began to talk about you're about to open the third one, which is interesting, and I'm really interested in that topic, but we skipped the second one. Right. So 2008 to 2009 is when you opened the first one at what we reference as bad timing. You made what you think are mistakes. I'm not necessarily agreeing with you, but you made business decisions at that time. Tell me about your second store. Well, the second store, um, you know, after after year two in the first store and things really started to rock and roll and, and we kind of became a, a hot spot for young people in South Jersey. And, and it's, a, it's a new type of food. Um, it's terrific. That's the store I was at when you opened right. it. Yeah, right. it's a new type of food, and, and it's the type of food that when you first get into it, like when kids have their first breather, whether it's with us or with a competitor, it's exciting. You're like, hey, you know, have you had a Ponchero's burrito yet? It's the greatest thing. They, they make the tortillas fresh and mix all the ingredients. And so that really started to catch on, and we, re we, wanted, to, we wanted to expand our footprint but stay pretty local to our core customers. So... Berlin being on Route 73 was the 
the, the spot we were looking for. And um, a lot of our customers that are going up and down Route 73 stop there when they're on the move. It's kind of, right. a, it's kind of a more on-the-go location. Um, How far are the two stores apart? They're four miles apart. Oh, my and, goodness. And, That's hardly And same with this one. So with the yeah, one, but four miles can be right, half an exactly. hour. <laughs> so we have one four miles to the east, and now we're going to have one four miles to the west in Cherry Hill. Oh, wow. So this is – I didn't realize because yeah. I don't know my geography over here. But, right. okay, yeah, they're, they're all they're, very close. They're all, they're all relatively close, eight, 10 to 12 minutes away from each other. Okay. Um, but Berlin, we, you know, we reaped a lot of success of building our brand uh, in Voorhees. And it was a, a good construction project. It went went off without a lot of drama, and uh, the op the restaurant opened and, and was successful from day one. So there's not there's not a lot of there's not a lot of dramatic stories with the Berlin restaurant. It's very successful. Uh, it's right off Route 73 as you're coming back from the shore. Uh, it's one of the first restaurants you'll actually hit. That helps. Coming off the AC oh, Express. Oh, that right? helps, I'm you know? sure. Well, I was open, what, in 16, right? In 16. Yes. Okay, because yeah. I remember that. I remember your opening. And so that's had a rapid success. And even through COVID, um, with online pickup and delivery, um, this restaurant has excelled because we're on the road. Yeah. Um, and the, the statistics, and now it's so nice that we have all these analytics that we didn't have in 2009, um, but with the app statistics and mobile ordering and Uber Eats, um, a lot of that, what we experienced in Berlin and the data we have from that, we're now applying to Cherry Hill. So the Cherry Hill location is not in a big power center with a big anchor grocery store or Home Depot. Right. It's right on the road. It's got a big parking lot. You always know you're going to be able to get a spot. You can, it's 20 feet off the road, 30 feet off the road, and you can't miss it. So that's, that's, we took the concept of what we did in Berlin, and we're applying it to Cherry Hill, where the, where the population is triple, the traffic volumes are triple, and candidly, our parking lot is triple the size. Good. So, um, yeah. Well, you, you have a lot of people actually come in as opposed to drive through is what you're saying. Yeah, we don't have a drive through Oh, you don't? No. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah, so we don't have a drive through People just, most people are starting to eat in the restaurant again, which yeah. which we love. And yeah. uh, if if you're on the go, um, you used to be able to know with Poncheros, you could be in and out the door in five minutes with your food, no matter what. No matter if there's a line out the door, you know, you, you can go. Now, with mobile ordering in our app, our, our Ponchero's online app, you can order. It gives you your time to pick up. You come in the restaurant. You skip the line. You pay for it on your app. And we have a nice bag with all your food and everything ready to go. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, you just go up to the cash register. You have a little table with everybody's food ready to go. Nice. And, then, and then Uber Eats and DoorDash and Grubhub and all the delivery services, we have their own little dedicated pickup areas. So those guys don't even need to come in the store and, um, you know, interrupt the flow yeah. of, so of traffic. So th that's one of the advantages what the pandemic did. It kind of created that whole DoorDash thing, or right. at least, I don't know if Probably it created it. it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So I'm going to ask the, the question. Tell me if you can ask, answer it. So my only experience was Taco Bell, which is very fast food, like it. But when I went to your restaurant, I could tell there's just like, night and day difference in just the quality of the food. But I've never been to a Chipotle. Are sure. you allowed to talk about the comparison? I don't see why not. Yeah, I mean, a Chipotle, a Chipotle 
is not it's we're, we're relatively in the same genre of right foods, of course foods, right, right, right. right so uh chipotle where we where we differ you know and i'll leave it up to the customers to sure to think whether we're better or not you know if listen if i'm on the road and there's a chipotle where i live i'll stop and eat there i prefer poncheros but if it's there i'll eat it right it's not that much different the things that we do different which i would consider better is when you first come up to our serving counter, we make our tortillas fresh. So you start with a dough ball, we put it on there, we press it fresh, and then you go down the serving line, and you get to you get to make your own food. That's what we have hardly any food returned because Wait, cook it right on the spot. We, we cook the tortilla right in oh, front of you. Oh, you've been to a Poncheros? I, I'm familiar with Chipotle's. I didn't know oh. that you guys pressed out the ball. That's that's really that's cool. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Chipotle pulls a tortilla yep. out of a, fr a bag yep. that comes from a freezer or refrigerator, and they put it in a warmer or a steamer. Right, right, right. And then you go down the line. Yes. Right. And at the end of the line, they just wrap the burrito. What we do at Poncheros, which is we make the tortilla fresh, so it's nice and warm. We put all your ingredients in the burrito just the way you like it. And then at the end, we, we have a little spatula called Bob the Tool, and we, <laughs> we mix all the ingredients up in the burrito so you don't get a bad bite of food. So you don't get like you a get bite all of rice. You, know, all you don't get a bite egg. of sour cream yeah. or just rice. <laughs> and so you can see Chipotle, they kind of fold their burrito back and forth to mix those ingredients. But the, front, the, the from what I understand is the Poncheros, we patented that idea. Oh, really? So we're the only fast casual restaurant that can use an implement to mix the ingredients in a burrito. Really? That's Bob. And that's Bob. Bob, <laughs> Bob the tool, right? Bob, Bob the tool. So, you know... Our, our chips are different. Um, their chips have a little bit of lime on it. We use blue tortilla chips. Other than that, you know, we have burritos, burritos, bowls, quesadillas, tacos, and salads. Um, we have world-class queso, our cheese dip. Yeah. It's just the best. Like, I will say, <laughs> I will say our queso, in my opinion, you know, um, queso is it's, good. it's just the best, you know. I mean, yeah. I can't wait until you open the um, store right on the corner. <laughs> so... That's, that's how we're different. You know, I'll leave it to the customers whether they want to go there or to our restaurant. And, and I don't think customers veer out of their way. Let's face it. Like, I think if somebody has, I'm going to get a burrito um, and there's a Chipotle there, they'll, they'll go to Chipotle. I think if we're close by, they would come to us. I mean, statistics show that in South Jersey, they would rather come to us. Um, so with that being said, you know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm just a fan. The reason I got into this is I'm just a fan of that type of food. Right. The Southwest burrito food. So, uh, you know, Chipotle moved in around us in year three and four. Really? I, I mean, they tried Which to, one? Uh, to my best one, Voorhees. They put one 300 yards away you know, on the same side of the road, you know. Used to. Did you put them out of business? No, no, they're still there. Oh, all right. They're still there. We put, we put the Baja Fresh out of business. So my apologies to whoever owned the Baja. Mr. Baja, yeah, right? Mr. Baja. <laughs> but uh, we put the Taco Bell out of business, too, in, in Voorhees. Um, wow. But, like I said, Chipotle, they came to this area after we had been here. And they surrounded us, essentially. Um, and all they did was create more burrito eaters. <laughs> so my yeah. mom and dad, who are school, retired school teachers, when Chipotle came, they... Get out, sell while you can. You know, McDonald's owns 47% of their stock. You can't compete with that, you know? And um, 
And we said, no, our, our food's better. Why would I, why would I run? I, I believe in the food. Or, that's my opinion, you know? And so all they did, our sales went down when they first opened 300 yards away from us. And in the same year, our sales were up over 25%. Wow. Well, it's interesting you know? because the, the, the Chipotle is a giant corporation. Right. And my right. understanding, and I'm not sure which is which, but I think it's McDonald's. If you notice, wherever there's a McDonald's, there's a Burger King nearby. Sure. And same thing. They make the same thing. Right. Well, my understanding is that McDonald's is the master at identifying the location. They do all the demographics, the, all the stuff that goes into it. Sure. And Burger King says, cool. Obviously, that must be a good spot. And they plop one right next to it. Right. Yeah, maybe not literally right next sure. to it, but close enough. And that gives the, uh, the consumer the ability, hey, you know what? I prefer McDonald's or right. the next guy might prefer Burger King. But that's a testament to your location right. if Chipotle is going to put one there. Yeah, and, and when we're head to head, we, we, we're better. I mean, we do more sales. Good. So, um, you know, I like to, I, I'm a big fan of history. I, I, you know, listen to a lot of history podcasts when I'm driving around. But, you know, I've always approached this as kind of like a burrito battlefield in South Jersey. <laughs> I mean, I have, you yeah. know, and um, 295 is kind of the, the like debarkation line where I'm, I'm, like the little rebellion force going to fight the empire. And we're, we've, we've, for the most part, stayed on this side of 295, you know, but we're starting to build, you know, we have Poncheros, Mount Laurel, Marlton, Voorhees, Cherry Hill, Berlin. And I'm, you know, I'm trying to build up my forces and one day I'm going to take on the empire and, and go to this side of 295. Yeah. So right now, so you I, foresee yourself building more stores? Absolutely. Yeah. Good. But like I said, it's, you know, if you look at history and look at where franchises have failed or franchisees have failed, they go into some type of rapid growth scenario um, because they taste success. And so they're like, well, if one's good, then five's good. And if, if I can manage five, I'm going to do 10. Yeah. You know, and then before you know it, those are the real, the real heart. When you go to the franchise conferences, those are the real horror stories. So, you know, we're very happy with the way we've been growing. Um, we're averaging a new restaurant every, about every four years. And I, I think one day we, we might do a restaurant maybe every two years, but we're not going to overstep our bounds, you know, and put ourselves into some type of a bad financial situation. Right, no, you don't want to know? do that. That's not wise. That's not wise. We're wrapping okay. up. Kyle, did you want to ask him something? Oh, I just, you know, I find your entire story fascinating. Just having the composure in the first couple of years or even when Chipotle moved in to, right. you know, dig into your brand, understand what you have. The fact that it was built on, you know, you had a business background, it was a good business opportunity and your love for Southwestern style Chipotle, you know, foods yeah. is, I just think it's really cool. Yeah, it's, yeah. Been, it's been fun, you know. There's been ups and downs. It's like you know, it's like a little bit of life. It's That's right. some of it's magic and some of it's tragic. But yeah. well, it's all you know. good because you know you use the experience that you learned from Voorhees to apply to Berlin, and now the yeah. most expensive store, yeah. which is soon to be determined as to when it's going to open. Um, Mike, this was terrific. Um, my goodness, the time goes by so fast. <laughs> I'd like you to take a moment. Uh, I don't know if there's any a message that you want to send out um, yeah. or where people can open their own franchise, whether people want to talk to you about whatever they may want to do with a franchise, how do you get a franchise, you know, 
Advertise sure. your new store. I, yeah. Whatever, you, look at the camera. That one sure, there. yeah. <laughs> so I just want to thank all the people of South Jersey for you know, believing in Poncheros and eating our food and helping us grow our business over the last 12 years. And uh, coming this fall should be a Cherry Hill Poncheros right on Route 70. We'd love to see you there. And, um, you know, I just appreciate all the support and love that we've seen from our customers over the years. And uh, hopefully we'll keep going and keep making, as our tagline says, burritos better built for years, for years to come. You know? you so, Make better burritos again. Yeah. Building better burritos. No, it says it all, it says it all yeah. over yep. the store. Burrito, burritos better built. Yep. You know? BBB. That's kind of that's kind of the tagline we live by, and, um, and you know, until somebody proves me wrong, I, I think we build the best burrito in South Jersey. Excellent. Awesome. Well, that's cool. Your business model is awesome. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you to Mike. Appreciate it. It was excellent. Um, I love hearing these stories. I love hearing these stories of building franchises because you know Mike did it when he was 27, and you know, followed a dream. And whether it's a Poncheros or whatever, follow your dream, but do it in a smart and systematic way. And we all make mistakes, but you got to learn from your mistakes. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you again. Um, signing off. Have a great day and have a great week.